Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I am not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. And if you're listening to this, dads, I hope you were trying to do the same. But I've got some bad news today. If you know you're imperfect, and you know you're trying to be better, that means you're going to fail. It means you're going to make mistakes as a dad. And there are some people out there who are waiting in the shadows, lurking and watching because they want to see you make those mistakes. They want to watch you mess up and fail because they want to remind you about those mistakes and they want to tell other people about those failures. I'm talking about your critics and we all have them. We will all face criticism. We will all face what I'm going to call dad shaming. And I know that that's typically spoken of in reference to moms with mom shaming. It's a real, it's a real thing. But I also think that it's real and valid for dads too. So I want to talk to you about overcoming dad shaming. There's three things that I believe that you can do that I do my best to implement anytime I face a form of criticism as a dad or just in general in my life. Three things that you can do that I think will help you manage and ultimately overcome the criticism that you receive as a father. And you're going to get it because there are different perspectives and worldviews out there. As a Christian, I understand that there are people who don't even believe in the validity of the Bible, and that's what my entire faith is founded on. They could say that I'm starting off on the wrong foot as a father because I base my practices as a dad off of the Scriptures. And if that's what they want to think, then that's what they want to think. And if they want to say something about it, they're entitled to say something about it. But then the ball's in my court. How do I deal with that criticism? Do I get mad? Do I start a debate? You understand what I'm talking about. When we face criticism, the ball's in our court. It's our move. So that's what I want to help you overcome. And you will face criticism. If you haven't faced it yet, you might be a miracle individual, or you might be living by yourself, but you will face criticism, and it's going to come from multiple places. It will come from your wife, and it might come from a good place, but you will probably perceive it as criticism, and that might frustrate you a little bit. It'll come from your family. It'll come from your parents, and that will probably annoy you because your parents will be like, look, we've been there, we've done that, we've got every t-shirt in the collection, we'll show you real fast, and then we'll tell you why we're right and you're wrong. I get it. That can be frustrating. You're going to get it from your friends, and that can be uncomfortable because you feel like your friends are on your side, and when they criticize you and they give you a critique, sometimes we don't always receive that well, but this is what I'm going to help you with. And then sometimes you get it from people that you don't even know. And that is when it can be frustrating. That's when it can make you mad because what, what are they even doing barging into my business? You know what I mean. So I want to give you three things that I believe can help with criticism, that can help you with overcoming dad shaming. The first thing that you have to do is... When someone criticizes you, and let's take it specifically as a dad, when someone criticizes you as a dad and something that you do with your kid, your practices, how you discipline, how you speak, how you act, whatever it is, they criticize you. And I understand that an immediate response can be to fight back, especially as a guy. It can be, I'm going to get you back. 
But when you do that, you immediately begin to play the game that they have started. And that's not a game that you want to play because remember this, the people who criticize and they do it with spite, they do it out of hatred. It's not constructive criticism. It's not feedback that's intended to help you. When people criticize you, it typically means that they might be a little more broken than you are, and they're trying to pull you down to their level. So if you are a Christian, as I am, my perspective is, well, I should probably pray for them, because Jesus talks a lot about how we deal with our enemies. You get hit in the face, you turn the other cheek. Someone takes your stuff, you don't even ask for it back. Please don't take my stuff, because I don't want to disobey the Bible. (laughs) But Jesus says that you love your enemy. So remember, your critics are probably more broken than you are, and we are all broken, but they're not handling the brokenness very well. Or maybe they're trying to handle it and not giving it to God, and that's a different topic for a different day. But just remember, when criticism comes your way, it's coming from a place of brokenness, and it has an intent to bring you down. And if you engage in the same fashion that your critic engaged with you, then you lose. So the first thing that you have to do in order to overcome dad shaming is you have to work on yourself. You have to ensure that you have self-honesty and self-awareness of who you are and what you are doing. I know who I am. I know the mission that I'm on. I know that I'm an imperfect dad, but I know that I am trying to be better every day. I will make mistakes. And I can face those failures head on because they're a part of the journey. I'm not going to get upset. Yes, sometimes it can be annoying if someone brings up a past failure, but you have the opportunity to echo that failure and then finish the statement, yes, I did do that. Yes, in hindsight, that was wrong of me, but I've learned from it and I'm trying to be a better dad every day. If you know who you are, you will not be offended by the criticism that comes your way. My oldest two, their brother and sister, and anyone who is a brother or has a boy and a girl, you understand the rivalry that just naturally exists between a brother and a sister. They like to fight. They like to bicker. They love each other so much. Reagan did something the other day. She found a piece of Frankie's watch that he had lost, and she said, I just love Bubby, and I want him to be happy, so I found this watch, this piece of his watch for him. And it's just like the sweetest thing. But while that happens, also on the other side of things, there is the bickering and the fighting that happens. And Reagan, in particular, likes to call Frankie things that he is not. And by that, I mean she likes to call him a banana. It's just an example. And he gets so upset because he's not a banana and he knows he's not a banana and he doesn't want anyone calling him a banana. And I have to pull him to the side and say, Frankie, are you a banana? No. Then why are you upset? You know who you are. She's being silly. She's just playing a little game. Either play the game because you're her brother or just ignore it because you know it's not true. People will say stuff about you all the time. And if it's not true, then don't worry about it. Because, yes, rumors can spread and people can have assumptions about you, but people will know you by your fruit. They'll see the things that you're doing, and when they don't line up with all the junk that they've heard about you, their opinions of you will start to shift. Because they will realize, okay, what I heard can't be true. 
because someone who apparently does what I heard wouldn't be doing this. And they'll see your consistency. They'll see your mission to be a better dad every day. So don't be offended when criticism comes your way, especially if it's not true. If it's wrong, then it's wrong. But you have to know who you are in order to distinguish that. Or you're just going to get upset at every little thing, and ultimately you will become everything that they're saying you are. If they say you're a grumpy, angry dad, and you respond as a grumpy, angry man to criticism, who was right? It will look like they were. So know who you are. Know what your mission is. Know what you're doing. If you can be honest enough with yourself and get to a place where you are aware of who you are and what you are doing in this life, criticism comes your way and you can handle it. It doesn't, it doesn't create this emotional response in you and this reaction. It doesn't make you impulsive just to get back at your critic. So the first thing that you have to do is not point the finger to the critic, it's point the finger back at yourself and determine, do I know who I am? Do I know what I'm doing? And if you can do that, then steps two and three are easy. Because once you do that, you can actually receive the criticism and you can confront it, you can look at it. So the second thing you have to do is you have to listen to it. If somebody says something, listen to what they had to say. If somebody writes something about you on social media, which I've had a little bit of that, it's really funny, you just read it and contemplate, is there validity to this? I posted a reel of a little game that I play with the kids. I call it Pastor Benny. It's based on Benny Hinn, who is a Christian televangelist who's a bit on the sensational side of Christianity, don't really agree with the methods. I think it's funny. There's lots of people within the sphere of Christianity who agree with me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's considered mockery. Lord's still working on me, so this is just what I do. But I just wrestle with the kids like every dad on the planet does. But I give it a name. I call it Pastor Benny. And when if you don't know who Benny Hinn is, just let me do you a favor. Go to YouTube and look up a Benny Hinn compilation and see if you can find the one that's dubbed with the song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And then you will understand why I call this game Pastor Benny. Anyway, it's just an opportunity for me to wrestle with the kids. Sometimes I swipe the leg and knock them on the ground. Sometimes I'll put a hand on their head and brace their back and kind of gently push them down. I play this game and it wasn't even a clip of me actually doing that with the kids. It was just a clip of the baby coming in because she wanted to play. And I say she's a baby, but she's almost two. I just, I want her to always be the baby. (laughs) I'll, I'll get over that at some point, but She's almost two, and she likes to play the game. She comes in, and I always ask her, what's, what's your need? Well, this time she just sat down in front of me and just flopped back all on, all on her own. She, she knew what she was doing, and we, we were just having fun. Well, some people said, it's weird that your kids are laying down. I'm thinking, is it weird that people lay down? Like, this, this isn't weird. Uh, and somebody else said, this is child abuse. I'm like, I literally didn't even touch a child in this video. I laughed for a couple of days, but here's the thing. I know who I am. I know the mission that I'm on. So I read those comments and I thought about them. I genuinely thought, could this be viewed as child abuse? Am I abusing my kids? Are these children with laughter and smile all over themselves? Is, are they being abused right now? I considered it. And I also tried to consider what would other people think of this? Lots of people liked it and laughed at it. 
And that was kind of the point. But this one person thought it was strange. And then another person thought that it was strange that children lay down. I didn't even know what to do with that. But I actually thought about it. And I gave it some consideration. And I think that's what we should do. We should do it because, again, we recognize that we are imperfect and that we are trying to be better. And part of the process of trying to be better is also recognizing that we haven't arrived, that we do not have everything figured out, that we're not this all-knowledgeable individual when it comes to all things fatherhood. I recognize that there are things that I do not know as a dad. I recognize that my kids are young, and I don't know exactly what it's like to raise teenagers. I don't know what it's like to teach a kid how to drive. I don't know what it's like to get a kid ready to go off to college. And that's why I don't speak to those things unless I have a guest on and they can contribute and add value to the conversation. But I know that I'm not right about everything. And so knowing that I'm not right about everything, I recognize that there will be times that critics speak or write something to me and there might actually be some truth in what they say. It might not come from a place of love. Even if it comes from a place of hatred and spite, there still might be some validity to it. And so that is why we have to listen. But if you are not confident in who you are and what you are doing, you won't even be able to get to step number two where you listen because you will just react and be impulsive. So know who you are, know what your mission is, have self-awareness, and then listen to the criticism that you receive. And after you've given it thought and consideration, step number three, respond. Sometimes this means you actually respond to the critic. Sometimes it's what I said earlier. Yes, I have made a mistake, but I'm working on this. I've learned from this and I'm trying to be better. Sometimes it is, I'm going to ignore this. I don't need to respond to this. Sometimes someone's going to call you a banana and you just need to think nothing of it because you're not a banana. You're an imperfect dad who's trying to be a better dad every single day. You're on a mission and you know who you are. Sometimes you ignore it. And sometimes the response is change on your part. Sometimes you listen to the criticism and you realize, you know what? My wife was right. My wife was right. I'm getting a little too snappy with the kids. I need to change. Sometimes mom and dad might know something that you're not doing right. And maybe it comes from an awkward place, but maybe it's true. And maybe it requires you to respond to that criticism by changing your actions. Because remember, you're not perfect. You're trying to be better. Sometimes the things that will help you be a better dad will come in the form of criticism. And it's not always that criticism has to come from a hateful place. If you've got good friends and you've got a good family and you've married a wonderful woman, it's probably going to come from a place of love, a place of thoughtfulness. So receive it and think about it, listen, and then respond. If it's valid, then make some changes in you. If it's not valid and it's coming from your wife, Talk about it. Tell her why you don't think it's valid. And don't do it in a way to try and prove that you're right and she's wrong. Just give your perspective. I'm not going to go into how to have conversations with your spouse, but that is probably a very important topic because communication 
is probably where marriages live and die by. If if you cannot communicate within your marriage, it's it's going to be trouble. But have that conversation with your wife. Have that conversation with your parents if you want to do that. Say, stand up and establish your your boundary. If your parents say, oh, well, you don't need to do that. Well, we're choosing to do this. This is what we want to do, and we'd like you to honor and respect that. You have to have those conversations. So sometimes your response will look different, but it's all contingent upon what you've considered concerning the criticism. And that is even... That's only possible if you know who you are and what you're doing. So if you want to overcome dad shaming, here's the three things that you have to do. You have to be self-aware of yourself. Be honest enough to know who you are and what you're doing. If you make mistakes, okay, accept that. Accept that that's a part of who you are right now. If you're in a particular place in life where it's not great, accept and acknowledge that that is the case right now, but you're on a mission to try and be better every day. You're working to change things. Don't despise these small, broken beginnings. This is where everyone starts. Everyone starts from the same place. So acknowledge where you're at, know who you are, and know what you're doing. And when you can get that established, when you can have that that stable mentality, then when criticism comes your way, this is the easy part. You listen to it. Give it consideration because it might make you better. And then respond. Respond by changing if necessary. Respond by actually giving a rebuttal if it's necessary. Don't be snarky like the critics. Remember, you're not a critic. You're not trying to be that way, especially if it's Dad to dad. We are trying to be a community of dads so that together we can better father our future. Work together. Dads, we are friends. We are not out to get each other. If you disagree with me on how I father my kids and I think you're doing something wrong as a dad, if we're going to have a conversation about it, can it just be cordial? Can it just be something where we try and help one another? And if I still think you're wrong at the end of the day, and you still think that I'm wrong, if we can go our separate ways and agree to disagree and work together on the things and the areas that we can work together on, then how about we do that? Because that actually does a lot more good. So don't respond like a critic. Respond if you need to with a rebuttal, whether it's written or verbal. Have the conversation if that conversation needs to happen. Or if someone calls you a banana, and you're not a banana, then just ignore it. That's how you overcome dad shaming. Know who you are. Start first with yourself. Listen, and then respond. And the nice thing is that this doesn't just deal with dad shaming. It's kind of criticism as a whole. You'll get criticism on the job. You'll get criticism in lots of other areas of your life. But if you know who you are, and you know what you're doing, that gives you the mental stability to be able to listen to the criticism, and then to respond in the best and wisest way possible. So take it, give it a shot, overcome the dad shaming, and keep on mission. Yes, you're imperfect. Yes, you're broken. Yes, you're going to fail. But every day, you're trying to be better. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time.